Hi, it's Emma from Legal News Wales. Just before we start this episode of the Legal Sector Resilience podcast with Pure Cyber, I wanted to update you on the Welsh Government's fully funded Cyber Essentials and Cyber Essentials Plus scheme for the legal sector in Wales, available through the Law Society Wales office. In this podcast, we said the deadline for accessing the scheme is March 2023. The deadline has now been extended to August this year, but there's an extremely limited amount of funding left in the pot. So if you don't have Cyber Essentials as a bare minimum, please contact the Law Society Wales team by emailing rich.jones at lawsociety.org.uk. In the podcast, Damon and I will explore why you should absolutely have Cyber Essentials and consider Cyber Essentials Plus, how easy the process is, why it shouldn't cost you anything to take part in this scheme and how you're supported by the expert jargon-free support from Pure Cyber. As ever, thank you for listening. Welcome to the Legal Sector Resilience Podcast, a series of one-to-one conversations with the people who are passionate about helping you create strong, relevant and thriving legal practices, led by me, Emma Waddingham, Editor of Legal News Wales. Expect discussions around technology, pricing, people, culture, compliance, leadership, finance and more to help inspire you to confidently invest in the tools and solutions to help elevate, sustain and grow your legal practice. I'd like to welcome Damon Rands, founder and CEO of cybersecurity specialist Pure Cyber. Um, as you may know, uh, Pure Cyber has a contract to deliver the fully funded uh, by Welsh Government Cyber Essentials and Cyber Essentials Plus program, um, and that's facilitated by the Law Society Wales. Uh, but they're also a partner now with Legal News Wales as well, and our cybersecurity experts. Uh, we both have a passion about clear and jargon-free insight. So it's a pleasure to bring Damon into our fold uh, because cybersecurity is one of those things that is incredibly technical uh, and it's often very overwhelming. So we thought we'd put some conversations down in a podcast um, and talk through some of these key issues for you. Um, So Damon, it's a pleasure to see you today. Morning, Emma. Lovely to see you too. Thank you very Um, much. And you are right. We are going to remove all the jargon from (laughs) cybersecurity because really it should be relatively straightforward Mm. and we do as an industry unfortunately can um, confuse it quite a bit so so let's see where we go excellent and um, so tell us a little bit more about your work within the legal sector because you support all sorts of businesses um, mm. across Wales and, and, and beyond of course um, and tell us a little bit more about who you support and some of the challenges that you're seeing particularly um, it, with law firms and legal practices yeah so um, as a company as you know we are based in the centre of Cardiff we're here today mm. um, in our lovely offices in one central square um, uh, I, the last check, I think we work now with um, north of 140 law firms across the United Kingdom and in conjunction with um, the Law Society and Welsh Government, mm-hmm. it's around 100 law firms in Wales now um, and we support them, all of them, like, like the rest of our clients really, in various degrees. So from the most basic steps of cyber essentials and cyber essential standard to much more complex, full capabilities of our organization, you know, from penetration testing to vulnerability management to threat detection, all those scary big words. Mm. Um, What do we see? It's very much, and we see this, and and with our work globally as well, working with businesses, we see this as a... um, Everybody thinks their sector is specific. Yes. But 
every, everybody, whether you're a law firm, whether you're a global tea manufacturer, whether you're a sports team, you know, the risks are pretty much the same. They may come from different angles, but they're pretty much the same, whether it's, you know, users doing silly things and giving credentials away, mm. not reading emails properly, bad passwords, bad IT health, you know, that they don't look after the systems the way they should. So that really the problems are specific to every every sector, really. And that's the beauty of the Welsh Government Law Society Fund for the law firms in Wales, mm. is that cyber essential standard certification is the first step on improving cybersecurity. It's the most basic of basic things that you should be doing. Mm -hmm. And you'll be amazed how many organisations actually struggle to do that first step. So that's, I think, the biggest challenge that we see for businesses. And then after that, then once they get over that hurdle, the improvement is there. Absolutely. Yeah. And I can imagine, I mean, from, from my own perspective, you, you, you buy a piece of technology that has uh, maybe a global brand surrounding it. And so maybe there's an assumption there that that security is inbuilt or that the people advising you about how you're piecing the, the different pieces of technology together, uh, that, that that will be there. But I would make probably actually the reality is that it's not. <laughs> yeah, no, well, that, that's right. And if you take a product like Microsoft um, Microsoft Windows, mm -hmm. that they, they always used to have a play that that uh, micro, Apple's operating system was much more secure, mm -hmm. right? because and the reason simple simple easy reason for that is that Apple have a controlled environment. They'll put their product on three or four laptops, maybe an iMac, maybe another computer, you know, and that's it. It's controlled. They you can't add technology to it. You can't take technology away. Mm -hmm. So it's controlled. Something like Microsoft that's so widely popular and has to be designed to fit on so many types of different devices, yeah, yeah, yeah. millions of different types of devices. So they have to make sure it has to work. It's a completely uncontrolled environment, which makes it more vulnerable then because there are so many more moving parts. And it's the same then with really popular technology. So if an organization creates a piece of software and then all of a sudden it has to integrate with all these different other products, all these different other products are introducing vulnerabilities into mm. that environment. So, yeah, it is. It can be a real challenge. And I can imagine, you know, a law firm like many other businesses is is like an uncontrolled environment as well, particularly with the rise of remote working. Yeah. Uh, we all have different, diff if, particularly if you've got a full service firm, you may have yep. lots of different um, uh, management systems across the piece um, and then different clients with their components wanting to bolt yep. in and apps for conveyancing communications and data being shared across um, yep. that and then marketing bolted on of course as well. oh, exactly and so the key point and this is where cybersecurity should start right and and this is the huge problem with cybersecurity in our sector personally is if you think of cybersecurity normally you think of a product mm. right it, it's more than any other sector, it's been completely productized. So you need a firewall, you need an antivirus, all product. And you should, words I know. Yes. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> right? And the, you shouldn't you shouldn't think of these things. What you should be thinking of, right? Great cybersecurity is what data do you have? Mm. Where is it? Which sounds like oh, we'll go back to that one now. Mm -hmm. And then how do you use it? Once you know those things, that's where you build your cybersecurity. And really, it is your IT strategy now, right? So, the, what date did you have? You know, what date? What client data do the firm store? Mm -hmm. 
where is it? You'll be amazed to realise people don't realise exactly where it is. It's very true, yes. Right? Um, and then, so, you know, where is it? Is it in the cloud? Is it on the, on, on the workstations? I mean, we work with a firm that we did an audit for, and what we discovered is that they just recently paid for this second site, a location. It's like a fail-safe location that if everything went and the building blew up where mm -hmm. they were in, they'd still be able to carry on. Right, yeah. And they paid thousands and tens of thousands of pounds for this additional site. But I was the person who had to go in and tell them that that was lovely, although it didn't work. <laughs> um, that's another story again, though. Um, it was lovely, but it was pointless because all their data was in the cloud. Yeah. So they'd been so uninformed about their, what they were having, what they have and how they were using it, mm. that they didn't think. And that's why it's really important to know what data you have and where it is. And then, importantly as well, how is it used? You know, who's using it? Are they using it in a secure way? And that's, once you know that, and that's sort of the governance of your data and your systems, which is really what, you know, the ICO under GDPR and all that really, really care about. Mm -hmm. You can start to control it. And it's really, really simple. You'll see all of a sudden once they know their data and they think, oh, my gosh, we got passports there and we got, we got the same passports in this department, you know, across those different departments. Like you said, they're all holding their own data. And it's duplicating data, which is something you don't want. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. You want to reduce data, one, because storage is expensive and everything else. So once you get to grips with that, then you start improving your IT as well, because you're holding less data. It's easier to access yes. and everything else. So that's where most organizations should start. And then once you're then integrating other systems into your environment, so whether that's a new cloud provider or a piece of technology that has to interface with something you're, you're using, as you mentioned, then at least you're able to control that and you know what the impact is. So, you know, it, it's just it really, really straightforward and really simple. It's quite a, a cathartic exercise, really, you know, you know, working out what data you have. And it, it's not a challenge, really. I mean, it, it's a different conversation to that that I, I had with, with the iron from Belligion um, at the beginning of the series in that, well, there's no kind of magic formula for, um, you know, for technology. It's basically depending on what you need it for yeah. and different efficiencies. But actually, um, this, while it's a very overwhelming topic, to hear that there's quite a clear starting point um, yeah. is, is, is really is really empowering, actually. Um, and, you know, and we sit in, I sit in different committees about legal tech in Wales, mm. and there's firms, global law firms to start up businesses. Um, and, you know, the reality is that it doesn't matter how long they've been in business and what the value of their firm is, that they're still doing things like putting their world bank in the cloud, you know, collecting yeah. all their data together. That's still an ongoing process uh, in 2023. Um, and so... I suppose, you know, do you start with getting all your data sorted and then speaking to you or really just sitting back and um, you know, trying to work out, as you say, what it is you want to use that data well, for? Yeah, so, I mean, uh, understanding your data and everything that we spoke about, you know, what data did you have, where is it and how is it used? They're all non-technical. We mm -hmm. didn't use the word firewall, we didn't use yeah. virus, any, you know, technical terms at all. They're, they're not needed at all. Um, but it is wrapped around governance. So good, good cyber, so IT governance, right, really, mm -hmm. is, is key to, to building that picture of what you have. You know, understanding that you've got critical data and where is that critical data? Is it secured? Is it protected by, you know, here comes the jargon now. So is mm -hmm. it um, protected by 
good passwords, and then two-factor authentication. Okay, yeah. So we're all familiar with two-factor two FA, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, you know, using a mobile device with a code on it. Tend not to try to use the SMS version of it. So when they text you your code, that's not as secure. Uh, okay, good. Right? Yeah, but yeah. that's getting into the weeds there. So protecting that data is really, really important. So yeah, it is non-technical and you, you can be walked through it because it is a process. I wouldn't expect, you know, people just to sit down and start trying to map their data because there will be things that you haven't thought of, you know, where your data is held. And, you know, and then realizing is, one of the biggest challenges, I suppose I'm jumping ahead a bit here, is about using third-party applications mm. as well. So one of the most popular cloud applications that any business will use is Microsoft 365. Yep, and even more so thanks to the pandemic. Yes. Yep. Yep. Well, exactly. Well, that, I mean, that ties into the remote workers, mm. which I'm sure we'll touch on now. But if you think Microsoft 365, what it is, is a great platform with Teams, uh, and your emails and OneDrive and everything like fantastic. But what it is, is an availability platform. It is not a resilience platform. Well, it is a resilience platform, but it's not a backup. Okay. So if someone was to access your data on Microsoft 365 and delete it, it's gone. Okay, right. Makes so sense. many people don't know that. And <laughs> no. nobody backs up. So many organizations don't back up their Microsoft 365 data. Okay. It's really scary. So that's a great example of knowing what data you have mm. and then its importance and then making sure those steps. But I mean, we challenge uh, the, the guys in work here because we use cloud applications as well. And we have some that are key to us. And you're, we've sat in our meetings and this is what organizations should do. That Say, for example, the accountancy is zero. Yeah. Z again, by default, doesn't provide a backup. Right, nice, okay. But what if... God forbid it, right? What if zero went bust tomorrow? Yeah. So how do you then carry on as a business? It doesn't always have to be. Again, cybersecurity is all about resilience and being able to deal with things as you move forward. Mm. It's not always, you know, it's not always a, a, a naughty hooded hacker that's hacking you and, and stealing your data. I mean, sometimes it's users doing silly things like deleting data, yeah. right? I remember, I remember... Oh my God, I was my first site visit ever and I was a young, sprightly, about 21, 22 year old, I think. And I went on site with the company boss. I was working for this IT company and he went into the server room, Kevin his name was, right? And he went in and he typed away on this keyboard and I was looking at him and I'd been working there for about six months and sort of knew my way around things. And I was looking at him, I'm thinking, why is he deleting the data? And he literally oh. went in by accident. He thought he was clearing temporary files out, but he was in their main data oh, directory no. and just deleted all the client's data. Oh. Right? So, and run, I was looking at him. Run, run. <laughs> well, he did. And he oh, left no. me on site. He left me. It was gr fantastic grinding. Experience, yeah. And he went, oh, I've got to go now. Can you explain to them they need to restore? And I was like, <laughs> I know. Honestly, great experience for a 21-year-old. But... Um, people do stupid things. Yeah. So it's not always, it's not always, you know, a hooded hacker. So these things, so you have to know that you have to be able to carry on and going back to zero, what would you do if all of a sudden zero stopped? Would you know who owes you money, who you owe money to, you know? Well, this is a, an issue on sustainability, isn't it? Yeah, that of course. I picked up with the iron about, you know, 
particularly with tech, mm. uh, if you've got a startup tech company because they've got new ideas and they're progressive, uh, do you, are law firms wanting to go with them because they fear that they might not be in business in a few years' time? Well, yeah. And then there's this sustainability issue, and that's a um, maybe an old-fashioned kind of a conception, but um, it is definitely something. And and also that notion of actually we're so nervous about our data being lost or something going wrong that's out of our control. We're not going to do anything at all. We're just going to sit. Yeah. And we know the paper works and we're just going to stick to paper because we can well, see it and feel it. And yeah, well, see, no, I see. I don't think, see that if, as any cybersecurity issue at all, right? Because what that is, is just a lack of entrepreneurial spirit, right? And, that, and yeah. Because if you can embrace some new technology, that gives your firm the advantage, right? Mm. And all that's worrying you, really, what not you, but the firm, um, would be the lack of knowledge your end. As long as you control and protect your end, it doesn't matter what you do with the, those other systems. And if, if you get in early, then you do have the ability then to influence it, to make sure it's secure, you know, mm-hmm. is there two-factor authentication on the logins and these type of things. And, and are you able to get the data in the event that the, the, the firm... There's a maelstrom, yeah. Okay. Yeah, right. so even if it's just spreadsheets, you know, lots of systems will allow you to extract data in form of spreadsheets. At least you can still then rebuild and of move course. on forward and carry on working. So I, I never see that as a legal issue. That's a lack of lack of spirit, yes. shall we say. No, that's fine, absolutely. Um, so in terms of... So we, so we talked a little bit about, okay, we'll start off with... We're trying to understand your data and how you're using it um, and the cyber considerations around mm. that. Um, and, and so that's potentially a nice flow if you're starting and looking at new tech and building it. But, but most law firms aren't startups, so they're trying to piece and pile mm. on top of each other. Lots of different systems. Um, and I mean, where they might already have kind of cybersecurity functions or considerations in place but they're mm. going to be out of date how often when you're working with your clients how often are you looking at their their systems and their protocols um well for the for the firms that do the least mm-hmm. it's cyber essentials which is a once in a year test and any any testing that you do is always a moment in time test right like a line in the sand mm. so we, and we, we say this to all clients you know you could test today then tomorrow, Microsoft could release an update that absolutely blows all your security out, okay. out of the water, <laughs> okay. right? Well, it is, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. Or someone could bring a, a new device in. I always remember, it was a couple of years ago now, Samsung released the the the, the voice control televisions. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it was really, really funny because they released them out and then all the boardrooms everywhere had these new voice control televisions because it was so much easier than yes. pressing a button, right? Um and what happened then, after a couple of weeks, someone had done some research, uh, a security researcher had worked out that the voice recorders were being sent to South Korea. And Samsung were like, no, 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 we don't do that. We don't, we don't record the data at all. And then, then they changed it to, well, yes, we do record some of the data. This is like Alexa. Yes, uh, exactly. Yeah. But all of a sudden, it was discovered that every conversation that was in these boardrooms all of the data was being sent back. So everything everybody was saying was being sent and analyzed for advertising and everything else, Good right? Because that was the word. And all of a sudden these televisions started disappearing. So my point is there are a million things from updates to devices that go on a network 
that weren't there the day you tested mm. that can blow that out of the ground. So it is important. Regular testing is super important. And as I mentioned earlier, cyber essential standard is the first step. And it's brilliant that we've seen, you know, the firms take a, take advantage mm. of um, the, the Welsh Government funding and the Law Society over the last couple of weeks. That's really, really been useful. But it is, as I said, it's the first step. It's, it's talking about do you have antivirus and are you, is your email protection set correctly, mm. you know? And which is, again, you know, it doesn't even cost anything, right? You, Microsoft, most people use Microsoft and most people use Microsoft 365, right? Mm-hmm. So Microsoft comes with Defender. That's a free product. Just make sure it's working. Yeah. That's all we do. Yeah. And then Microsoft 365 with some jiggery pokery does some really good uh, security on email security. So, Cyber, Essential, uh, Cyber Essentials is great and shouldn't really cost businesses that much money. But as I said, it's only a moment in time test. So, you know, we for the the for some firms we only do that, and then all the way up to you know we're here today and we've got the the secure security operations center behind us. Mm. Those guys are monitoring twenty four seven on clients' networks, so acting like CCTV really. Amazing watching everything that's going on and if something bad happens then they're able to jump on and stop it straight away for the client so and we have some firms some larger law firms in wales that that provide we provide that service for as well so Mm -hmm. and then there's everything in between some we might do some regular testing some training and other bits and pieces excellent so um i mean in terms of huge change during uh, the pandemic Mm -hmm. um, and the shift to uh, lots of different, type, different types of technology being brought in that are probably underutilised, but that's another rabbit warren to go down a different yeah. time. Um, and then uh, the, the, the bring your own device. So I remember as a journalist writing um, you know, about 10 years ago, this mm. whole BYOD, uh, shove it in your drawer, lock it away, and you'd get young lawyers getting frustrated. It would take them 10 times longer to do things because of the tech sat on their phone in their drawer. Would, that, that would enable them to do it a lot yeah. quicker. Um, but, but, but since the pandemic, of course, those devices are on the desktop they're out and about they're when we're remote working we don't all work off necessarily the system that same system mm. that would be in the office so our is so cyber security has that core tip with where the firms are now because it's very very different well though i mean the the protection for remote working was always there but what happened in in february when we in 2020 when everybody got told you know march we're all going to be working from home mm. And Boris did that presently, you know, the, the announcement on TV. All, all the businesses panicked. And again, this is really nothing law sector specific at all. This was every type of business. What they did was they all of a sudden, without any strategy or any thought, started doing these weird and wonderful things, installing these free pieces of software that allowed them to take control of their machines from home and... And Sticking plasters. It was awful. Yeah. It was absolutely awful. And um, so many, well, we saw so many incidents of, you know, people having problems. But they also did silly things. And, like, and their IT support caused huge problems by opening up their systems. So there's Microsoft servers have something called a remote desktop server. Yeah. Right. Familiar with that. That's brilliant. Right. RDS server, it's called. Well, we saw so many firms, and we're still seeing that as a consequence now, where their their servers, so that everybody could work from home, were just opened up to the internet, mm. with no real protection in place, not sitting behind a, a VPN or anything like that. Right? 
So virtual yeah. private network. See, conscious, conscious of this jargon <laughs> I thing. I have a glossary. Yeah, no, that's fine. <laughs> right, that's fantastic. So, what happens when you have an RDA? And we we had this last week as well. Okay. So we had a, a, a not a Welsh company and not a law firm, in fact, but an accountancy practice outside in in over the bridge, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Um, and they had um, a remote desktop server that was just open, and someone brute forced. So a brute force is. They know the username, administrator, right? Okay, and, yeah. And then they just guessed the password. So they were just trying different versions of a password. Gosh, okay. So it was a relatively not strong password, should we say. There was no 2FA enabled. There was no VPN protection. Mm-hmm. And they were able to get on the they server, walked in. walked in, stole the data, and put ransomware across it. Nice. That still happens. And that's a consequence of what happened in March 2020, where companies just opened up their networks. But we see this all the time. I mean, we've seen um, businesses in, in from Newport to Swansea to everywhere in between up north all be infected through this type of attack. And this is really bad practice, right? Because uh, there's no excuse to not sit behind a VPN or something like that. Because as soon as you're behind a VPN, then these systems because it's very rarely actually a hacker as well it's very rarely it's someone who sat there accessing oh, okay, it it's right. quite often just i mean I'm really technical now okay. right there's these little pieces of software floating around the internet bots yeah right bots. that will look for um specific network ports right okay, so yeah. then the specific network port for rds for remote desktop server is port tcp 3389. Okay. When it sees that port on the internet, it right? It claps its hands. Right? It claps its hands, right? <laughs> and then we'll just try administrator because that exists on most systems because most people don't change that. No. Administrator, and then they just try password, 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 word, password, secure, right? You know, wherever it is, right? And, they, and they'll try that. That's exclamation it. mark. And right. then once they get in, then the person running the bot will be notified. Uh, and then they can do something. Okay, so they're putting out millions of these searches. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. constantly. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So, you know, that that's fundamentally been a problem. I mean, don't get me wrong, that was a problem before the pandemic. Yeah. So people would do silly things like that and have these things open. But it just magnified it over the over the pandemic because everybody thought this is brilliant. I can work from home now and yeah. I can use my device. But and it, and it is. I mean, yeah. we're not saying don't do that. Don't be entrepreneurial. Don't you know use the the tech that enables you to do more and deliver mm. a brilliant service for your clients. That's not the message. Nope. It's just also do the simple, essential, and then do it securely. Do it securely. Yeah, no, exactly. completely. Well, and I do feel. I mean, we often bash IT companies, right? But because they they've got a they've got a difficult job. Does anybody ever phone the IT provider up and say thank you for doing a great job? Nobody no. does. You only ever phone the IT provider up when there's a problem, mm-hmm. and it's always a crucial problem. And for a lot, you know, a conveyancing firm, it's something happened on Friday afternoon. Business so critical, please, urgent, urgent. Exactly, yes. exactly. Yeah. So. The nine out of ten times, I mean, I, I, I honestly, if people were honest, if your IT guy said to you, well, I can I can fix this for you now, but I can do a quick plaster fix and come back to it later mm-hmm. and we can get it done back up and running. Or I can do it really, really securely and we can go through this process, but it'll take a day or two for us to do it properly and do all that. What do you want me to do? Mm-hmm. I can tell you now, mm-hmm. the person at the law firm will say, well, let's just get it done and go back to it. Yeah. 
And that's that that's compounded time and time and time and time again. And that's you know, and, and if you if if your IT guy or the firm that you use just didn't give you that option and took days to do everything every time because they were doing it properly and securely. Yeah. I tell you now, they'd probably be at they, the they'd door. They'd lose the contract, absolutely. They, yeah. So it's a real challenge. And that's why, I think, going back to, I suppose, us really, that's why we sit outside of that. We don't do IT. Okay. We, we let the IT guys do the IT stuff and then we mop up and make sure that everything is done, is secure. Yeah. So that's why there is a separation. And I do feel for the IT guys like that. And, you know, I think 2020 was a challenge for them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> Sorry, our internet's not working. Yeah. We can't hear you. Bye. Yeah. Bye. Yeah, Bad yeah. line. Um, and, you know, I think, so So that, So obviously now then, um, there's a, a, a good opportunity for firms to draw that line in the sand, isn't yeah. it? And, 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 and just assess where they are now and what's needed. Mm-hmm. Um, and cyber essentials is obviously like the first step, as you say. I mean, some firms have been pushed, had, been pushed to go through that maybe a little bit faster than others yep. because their clients are demanding that yep. there are at least cyber essentials plus. Yeah. Um, I know some barristers, chambers, anybody that has a contract with Welsh government yep. and beyond will, will have to have that in place. Uh, is there a big leap between the two certifications? Or? No. Uh, so the difference between cyber essentials standard and cyber essentials plus, and the truth is, with cyber essentials standard, there is there's there's no checking. So if somebody completes their Cyber Essentials Standard questionnaire and mm-hmm. um, they basically say that their, their cybersecurity is equivalent to NASA, right? right. I'm which, halfway through mine, shall I put Yeah, that? <laughs> right. Right. And which is great. And then you'd pass. But it doesn't bear any resemblance to anything that you've Working got, right? right? Yeah. The beauty of Cyber Essentials Plus is it checks that. So there's no real, if you've done everything that you say in Cyber Essentials Standard, then there's no real extra work for you in Cyber Essentials Plus, but it's a third party verification. And this is why now government contracts are insisting on Cyber Essentials Plus. Right, okay. Because someone like, uh, you know, one of the guys from Pure Cyber would go along and physically test does your antivirus work? Mm-hmm. These are really useful yeah, things, right? Yeah, that's um, yeah. Does your email stop viruses coming through and other malicious mm. um, things coming through to your email. Is your IT provider patching your, right, it's again slightly technical now, right? So when you've got your, you've got your PC and you've got your Windows updates or you've got your Mac and you've got your OS X updates, right? So, or Mac OS updates, I should say. God, I'm a dinosaur, <laughs> right? Um, those updates are done automatically. Right. Fantastic. Yes. But then you'll also have third-party applications on your computer. Mm-hmm. So Chrome, Firefox, and other things like that. Yeah. Well, they've got to be updated too, and they have vulnerabilities. So what the, the, the patching side is, is that the devices on the network are scanned to make sure that those the OS, so the operating system patches are applied mm-hmm. and working, and so third-party as well. Yeah. And that's really, really useful, really important. Yeah. And then there's things like, Secure configurations as your default username and password being changed on your router. Yeah. Really nice one. We saw another organization that was hacked last week with that. They had a default, they had a default um, D 
details on their router that in fact Stuck onto the back it, yes yeah. it was worse because their router hadn't been updated since 2013 okay so 10 years right. so how long they'd had the router i have no idea but this was not a small company right yeah. um and they, their router hadn't been updated since 2013 and it allowed the cyber criminals just to go through and straight into their systems yeah so that was quite nice too lovely um uh, yes yeah, hugely worrying um <laughs> and, and of course does, i mean you've got um then users and, and other partners are coming on board to your system that may be kind of sharing data as mm. well is there an implication then to understand their cyber security processes or well, less so for law firms well at the end of the day, if you're sharing your data with them, then you really should make sure if that data is important. Mm. So, I mean, important from the ICO's point of view, yes, yes. then I would probably make sure that it's got adequate or better, you know, equal or better controls than you apply to it, yeah, right? Yeah. Because the ICO won't look kindly on it if that other organization has a breach and it's got your data because you will be the ones liable for that data. So, Absolutely. you know... And law firms are seen, you know, as trusted advisors, trusted partners, the brand of their reputation um, yeah. is, is of huge value. Of and so anything that, you know, on a, you know, I suppose, um, uh, colloquial basis, we, we, I get lots of emails coming in from all sorts of different law firms that yeah. I know are clearly not emails I should be going anywhere near. Yeah. Obviously tell them, I've had one, I'm sure I'm one of many thousands of people uh, telling them, but it doesn't matter what size, going back to the point, it doesn't matter what size of firm you are, but of course even that is a type of breach. Yeah, of course it is. PR, reputation. Yeah. Have you got anybody in place for cybersecurity at all? It's a worry. Um, and I'm not even a client, so I can imagine how clients must feel seeing one of these emails. No supply, yeah, of course. No supply chain is really, really important. And you're, you know, the, the, the choices law firms make. I mean, you shouldn't be afraid to ask your IT provider or your phone provider, have they got, I mean, what would you expect? I would expect an IT provider to have a minimum of Cyber Essentials Plus. Yeah. Ideally, I'd like to see them have really much higher standards like ISO, you know, ISO 27001 or whatever. Because at the end of the day, if there's a problem, they'll take your laptop, they'll take your laptop with your data on it or your server or whatever. Yeah. You know, they'll take that to their offices and then it might be there for a bit. They might back it up. What do they do when they back it up? So I, I was asked to do a segment on X-Ray mm -hmm. about a well-known um, repair center for computers okay. in, in Wales. And basically, someone had taken their laptop in for a repair and, and came back, brilliant, right? They came back, all working, fantastic, but with about five other people's data on it as well, ah. all their personal data, everything. And what had happened is when they, they bring the laptop in, which is right, okay, yeah. they back it up. Yeah. And then they take it off. Then they repair it. So they, you know, they're backing up the client's data. But the problem is, they're just using this USB disk with everybody else's sure. data on it. Yes. And they were just cutting, pasting, and copying back and forth. So no process in place. But you know, that could be happening with. Yeah. And you just don't think because at the time, going back to that, that business critical moment, you want it fixed yeah. and sorted. Yeah. And oh, we've got all these systems in place to protect our data. That's fine. All they're going to do is yeah. repair my laptop. Yeah. Um, and that's about consistent communication being engaged yeah. at all levels yeah you know even that pressure on an individual to get it fixed now yeah. whatever that fix is and understanding from the top that 
it's okay if it takes longer because it has to be done properly. It, completely. That that engagement so, is, is almost as, as important as the process itself. Yeah. So yeah, completely. And and there's you, sh- nobody should be feel embarrassed i suppose about pushing these requirements onto their supply chain mm. especially it and, and us and you know these type of, our, our type of firms it's really really important that they have that assurance that their data is going to be protected so important and again it goes all the way back to what i said at the beginning is you know knowing what date you have and where it is yeah. you know if you you shouldn't probably have a lot of sensitive information sat on a laptop mm, absolutely and um, i mean you know with, within the um kind of parameters of, of legal tech as well it's enabling you to be more resilient more entrepreneurial because yep. you're understanding the data that you've got you can go and use that for other things yep. and push your business in other yep. ways you know you maybe then put the right technology in to make that more efficient and effective um, and engage clients in, in better ways perhaps or wrapped up in a very secure way and if you're not sure having people to hand mm-hmm. to come in and check that process. Yeah. Um, I mean, largely when we put out research, uh, you know, surveys into the sector to understand, you know, how do you, where do you get your support from? Mm. Is that in-house? That, like, what, what are you seeing? Is, for us, like, the response has been, we don't have many in-house IT specialists in Wales no. and law firms. No, that's right. And I, 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 I wouldn't expect it really because it is, makes more sense and, and it's cheaper to outsource that. Exactly. Right? Absolutely. Um, and so therefore, um, you, the, the narrative of tech and then also cybersecurity is not going to be something that's tripping off everybody's tongues, nope. is it? Nope. Um, but it's understanding where to reach out to. Um, so obviously, the first point of call is to use um, this uh, the, the funding that we've yep. got from Welsh Government, which yep. runs out in March 2023. Is that right? Uh, yes, it does, yes. Right, That's okay. Right. So if you want the fully funded uh, Cyber Essentials and Cyber Essentials Plus mm-hmm. support, through you and the, the Law Society Wales, um, then we, they need to start applying now. If they, they do. Haven't already. That's right. Yeah. Um, and I can vouch it that there is a fantastic team behind it, um, <laughs> supporting. And I need to get on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Note to self, right? Yes, yeah. Note to self, absolutely. <laughs> um, and then, um, and then, obviously, there, there's but there's more than than just that as well, isn't it? Because you do a lot of um, support and insight oh, completely. around yeah. um, the issues affecting law firms, but but all all businesses, and that's yeah. the point, isn't it? Oh, completely. Yeah. I mean. As a company ourselves, we're, we're a, a complete um, cybersecurity department. That you know, we that's we're a drop-in mm. service, really, and we provide everything that you would expect from from the certifications to governance and support of creating all policies and all these other wonderful things mm. um, to the penetration testing. You know, so so if you're a really proactive law firm and you you develop an application to, to deliver cyber security, to deliver law services globally mm-hmm. right? fantastic amazing right or even if it's just for Swansea or whatever right you got to check if you're building an application you've got to make sure it's secure right because the last thing you want is someone to do something really simple to mm-hmm. break into your system and steal your data or whatever it is right so that has to be tested that's where penetration testing comes in you know it's where we almost act like a cyber criminal and and try and find those holes and those vulnerabilities before somebody Somebody else else and do you know what fun stuff yeah oh it is right (laughs) and that's generally um you know and it's not often not always i should say 
well, most often it's not even somebody physically trying to break into it. That's just things scanning and ports mm, constantly going on. Yeah, I can show you graphics later of, you know, just the, the activity of someone trying to break into one of our systems over four hours. Mm. It's insane all over the world. Absolutely insane. And then the 30 days is just mind-blowing. I'll, I'll, I'll show you that later. I will, thank you. Yeah. Right? And, um, yeah, so... That, <laughs> So we do that and then we do, as I said, you know, we do everything from fishing exercises and training because fishing is still a huge issue. Right, okay. In fact, we worked with a law firm, a rather large law firm, which was a lovely exercise this was, right? Um, they'd recently done an update of their IT systems mm -hmm. and their IT provider wrote a case study about it. And it was all happening at the same time. So we looked at an exercise of what would a cyber criminal look at, what would they see and how would they use it? Mm -hmm. So we saw that their IT provider, when we typed the law firm's name in, we saw the law firm, uh, we saw the IT provider, we thought, right, okay. So we pretended to be the IT provider, emailed everybody in the law firm saying, thank you so much for your patience during these last couple of weeks. All we need you to do now is just click this link, re-enter your credentials, and you'll be secure. Oh, you, know, wow. we're, you know, we won't bother you again. Thank Very you so clever. much. 80% of the law firm. And if I tell you there are 1,500 employees in the law firm, right? They weren't small, <laughs> right? 80% gave us their credentials. It was lovely. And that's how easy that was, right? To be able to access that data. So we do a lot of training around that. We do a lot of phishing simulations and we do the nasty ones when HR letters. All the way, yeah. All the way up to fully managed, you know, as I said, we can watch across the networks and make sure everything is mm. behaving the way it should. So there is a, so much that companies can do. And for some firms, that's too much. Yeah. You know, there, I think there's a definitely, you start with Cyber Essential Standard. If it was me, I would, I would often start with Cyber Essential Standard and plus yeah. and treat that as your starting point. And one of the things that's come up, actually, we've had some firms say, you know, even though this is free, oh, we won't, let's not, we won't do it because we won't pass. We, our IT guys have told us we won't pass. And our response to that is, it's free, do it anyway, and it will show you your gaps. You yeah. might be better than you think, but, you know, it might highlight that the reason you're not passing is because you need to update these things. And it gives them a working list to a go to. to-do list. And, and for, exactly. some, to some extent, um, it has done that for me. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and yeah. it's not, um, I'm actually feel more empowered knowing, yeah. oh, gosh, yeah, I can yeah. remember to do that. And, you know, it's really important to yeah. just take a step back. And it's not complicated, actually, and if I can understand it. And I think it's <laughs> a really important point as well is it's very rarely it, it should introduce expense right it shouldn't cost you it for example we'll see a lot of people don't update their iphones right so their iphones are th two or three versions out yeah. and 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 at the moment apple are pretty good with you know i think you can still have the late i'm gonna get shot down because i have no idea really right um <laughs> but you can still get you know on a an iphone 7 you can still probably install Just the about. latest yeah. version yeah right? it might creak along but yeah yeah exactly right um but th that update was free, is free. So, and, and there are things like that, you know. So quite often when things are end of life, it's probably because they're a bit old. It's yeah. like that router that we spoke about earlier. Yeah. Probably 2013. You've is, had your time with I, that. You've got I, your money's worth. I, I yeah. definitely think so. I think the depreciation <laughs> is there, yeah. right? I think that, yeah. So, 
Things so, work a lot faster if you get a little new one as well. Uh, well, exactly. There's, a, there's an efficiency thing driven right there. There is. No, yeah. there, there is completely. And, you know, firms now are very much like the old style businesses, you know, law, accountancy, and these up. They, they are, they need to embrace moving forward. So, not so much use servers anymore because do you know what running your own file server is expensive and then there's the maintenance of it there's the cost of it there's renewing it the software you know push that stuff into the cloud yeah. you know it's it's so much better it, it really is and you know the, going back to kind of obviously a reputational side uh, mm. for clients uh, but also and i know this is something that we can just touch on today and maybe explore um another time but you know, in terms of succession planning. Mm. So if you're looking to sell your business and there's is a bit of a mess or <laughs> it, and there's no security, you know, th- these are all the considerations on the value of that as a viable business for somebody else. And um, particularly when you've got um, the you know, runoff on indemnity to consider, you know, that's something that you need to kind of sell on. Yep. Um, a resilient business as mm. far as you can. Yeah, well, ask, talk, talk. <laughs> I mean, they purchased Tiscali and it was the Tiscali server that caused talk talk a lot of problems. So that is really important from a mergers and acquisitions point of view. It is something that we're seeing more and more that businesses now, they, they okay, they do the financial due diligence, mm. but then there's that IT environment. Yeah. And it is really important. I think if you can lay out a plan and say, look, this is how we do everything. This is, it, it makes it so much easier to it. And then that's from a law firms that are looking to expand through acquisition. Yeah. Right. It is. It is really important adopting and bringing in those new environments, and to ha- to know what you've got first up. It's, it's exactly the same as introducing a new supplier for a you know a cloud platform. It's exactly the same as bringing in a new firm as as part of an acquisition. It's so important, and it, and it is not that difficult to do. It necessarily, um, it's not that technical. Yeah, well, that's absolutely what I, I say. I've understood everything that you've said today, so there's no reason why nobody else should. Um, and, <laughs> and I know that we're going to look at more uh, other things in more detail over the course of the series um, with you, Jamie. Fantastic. So thank you so much for your time today. Uh, if there's anything that you wanted to put out there as a shout-out uh, at the end of the podcast, so what would it be? Oh, um, if you're a law firm in Wales, take advantage of the of the Cyber Essentials mm-hmm. funding. It is fantastic first step into improving your cybersecurity. But then it does evolve over time, but that's the first place to start. Excellent, lovely. Thank you so much again. Brill, thank you so much. Thank you for joining us. All our episodes of the Legal Sector Resilience Podcast are available on legalnewswales.com with further signposting or on all good podcasting apps.